Hey everybody, welcome to the Combo Wombo Podcast. I am Mr. Gimpy, and as always, I am with Chipped Monk. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's happening, man? I almost wanted to uh, do the intro with you, just to mess with you. And I was like, don't do it. <laughs> like, why? Why? Just, we made it this far. Yep. Yeah, just like, yeah. cut. <laughs> Restart. Yeah. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I thought this was, well, I know we said you were going to do it, but I thought maybe I would do it instead. It's like, what the f- why why man it's fucking yeah, dude, i'm doing thing, great i'm all. uh living out here living my best life i had a huge uh well it was gonna be like a big like cookout like barbecue outside and then like nobody showed up except me and like my buddy and like uh yeah okay. i think everybody doesn't like to do social things anymore uh because they've been inside so long and they're just like i'm about my own shit now i don't have time for uh cookouts I believe that. Uh, I believe and bullshit. That. They're like, I don't have time for your bullshit. <laughs> like, it's just about Uber Eats and fucking Grubhubs, dude. Like, give bring me the food to the door. I don't want to go outside to yeah. inter- interface with humans anymore. Yeah. I went to a funeral yesterday, and um, when I, I got back, <laughs> fucking, what it sounded, yeah, dude. I'm like, you know, going outside, you're like, yeah, I just went to a funeral, bro. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no. This is suck so the my, fucking so energy point, right out of the my room. Point being, my point being, like, I someone got back. put a fucking slide whistle and they're like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got back pretty early. So, you know, uh, it was just me who went. So, you know, wife and kids were home. So it's like, it's nice as hell out today. So let's play outside. So, you know, I got everything let's ready. Do some living. I'm like, I'm like, I could, I could have people over right now and uh, just like, like either barbecue or just, you know, just chill on, on the, uh, on the patio. And, uh, then I, then I got to thinking, I'm like, no one wants to hang out uh, with <laughs> in pandemic. So it's like, what do I do? So just literally, it was just the family, uh, just yeah. hanging out. So because I, I I think we'll get back to cookouts and stuff being the norm, but I think it's like still kind of fresh, you know. Just I don't to, know. I feel like everywhere else except here, uh, because like we have like such long winters and shit, where uh, we don't necessarily have the ability to like hang outside as much. I feel like everywhere else in the country, like people don't give a fuck. They've already been out hanging out, yeah. having like cookouts and stuff. I feel like only here in like the frigid Midwest where like, it, you know, it gets negative 20 where it's like four months out of the year where like, uh, already in like a self lockdown yeah. of like trying to survive. Uh, yeah. 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 So I think like, it's harder for us to like spin back up or we're just like, ah, fucking a Barty, uh, you know, living, for sure it's a great weather it was like snowing literally last week here dude like yeah yeah then it's 80 yesterday so <laughs> it's a game changer it, it is yeah get out is. there enjoy get while the the sun's shining make it's one of those things like uh in the in the midwest is one, once it hits like above freezing if it, you get like that first like 50 degree day people are like busting out shorts and they're busting out jorts dude yeah, for sure. For sure they are busting out jorts. And uh anyone anyone who like lives in a in a climate where it's like warm all the time, they're like, you're wearing shorts at fifty degrees, what the fuck's wrong with you? And that's <laughs> you know, it's that's it's the norm here. You know, it's it's, it's great is what it is. So um um I was talking about games that I've been playing lately. Uh after sixty three hours, I finally beat Neo two. Uh, finally finally. how was it man it was it was amazing man uh it it uh solidified its top spot in my uh action action games games list it actually overtook uh ninja gaiden 2 um 
or Ninja yeah, Gaiden right. Black, I should say. And what about uh, Ninja Gaiden One on the NES. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I consider those two different categories. Like, it's, one's like an action platformer, one's more of a hack and slash kind of a thing. So, but yeah, yeah, it was it was a fantastic game. Uh, final, it had the same issue that the first game had, where where it has like a really good uh boss fight like three steps before the true final boss fight where the true final boss fight in the first game was a pushover and very easy same thing with this game where i'm pretty sure i beat it in two tries was it you telling me this i want to say it was you where it's like um you can't it was like this and like shovel knights uh where they're like the bosses were easy but i can't tell if they're easy because like they were just like really like easy to read and beat or because the game taught me the mechanics so well that I could implement them by the time I got to the boss and like just destroy it because the game like taught me how to play the game better during like my time with it. It was when, it was when I was playing cuphead and we were talking about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so does it feel like it was an easy boss or did you just get good as the kids say? It's definitely like looking back as I streamed it. Uh, looking back at the stream, I think it's the game taught me how to play it. So, so the final boss shifts into like three different yokai forms, and each time it shifted, I knew exactly how to counter that shift or what to look out for. And uh, it had like area of effect attacks, but I'd recognize the animation that where it was like charging it up. So, yeah, I guess I guess the game did a great job of like preparing me for for this. The um, there's a couple of really good fights where where it kept you on your toes where you had to have your your counters like perfect otherwise you just like ate a, a ton of damage so um but yeah really 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 good game uh i it's it's a hard recommend though because you know the game is like notoriously difficult yeah. so i'd say if you like like the dark souls you know Sekiro, all of that all those types of games um definitely give neo 2 a chance i think that the dark souls fans will have take issue with the instanced worlds um just because there's no like world cohesive level design um but also i think that if you if you take the time to learn the combat and all the different weapons and the fact that that your number stats and your armor really mean nothing and it's more of like weight and like the the effects that matter because like i i beat the game like running one of the first first armor sets you get in the game just because i liked how it looked (laughs) and i just kept like like leveling that up and and um doing this what's called soul matching to give it new new abilities so like i got i gained extra life from just having a full set on that on um i was resistant to to paralysis completely just because i like leveled it and, and altered how it was so um definitely a game where you can min max and but you have to stay on your toes because of the of the combat being so so visceral and so fluid and so quick um, and like I said before, adding a, I'm about to sneeze, so excuse me, but adding a like active reload mechanic that Neo one did where it's like gears of war, where you have to hit right bumper, uh, you know, to charge your key, to keep your attacks going. It really added a lot to the melee focused combat where like games like dark souls, um, Hellpoint, uh, 
uh, missing like another one. Like we'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah. Lords of the Fallen, where your stamina goes and there's no, and you have to just wait for it to charge back up. This game, you could you know keep it going and the stamina's like charge up. So it was it was it was good stuff. Um, uh, I again, I don't really do new game pluses. I, I think I'm gonna go and do the DLC next. I'm gonna take like a week break though, because I yeah. like you know after 60 hours, I think I'm, <laughs> I think I've experienced yeah. it enough. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was good stuff, man. So now, um, any, any games that you've you've played the last couple of days, or are you just chilling in in real life? Or I've just been like chilling. I've been going out, enjoying the weather mostly. Like I've been outside. Yeah. Like most of my weekend was just spent outside. During the week, uh, I had like I took a vacation from work the week before. So when I got back to work, finally, I was like, I need like a secondary vacation just to recover from the vacation when I'm back at work, dude. So that's a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) You need a break just to recover from the break. Honestly, Uh, I met around with unity a little bit. I started trying to make uh, like a random uh, generator. So I kind of got that working. Whereas like, I could like spawn random uh, objects. So I did a little bit of that, and then that was it. Like, it, I didn't go in too deep. I was like, let me try and, like, mess around with this uh, while I listen to these audiobooks. And so I got a little bit of working, uh, and then I was like, all right. And I was like, I kind of have an idea. And then I thought I wrote down, like, this game prototype. Okay. And I started checking my notebook, and I didn't see it in there. And I'm like, what the fuck uh, happened? Uh, interesting enough, is like, a, a prototype for, like, a, a roguelike game where it's uh three by three like a grid okay and like you just like kind of move your piece across and then like uh oh there's a lot of modes like this now almost in uh, a lot of like the mobile games as well yeah but like the first time i saw it was like an html5 game from like a game jam where someone did like a card roguelike yep uh and i was like this is cool it was kind of like slay the spire if you played as the card and the card leveled up instead of (laughs) like uh using the cards to fight yeah Uh, so like the further you get uh you obtain points and then like you can buy more stuff at like the when you died because you're gonna die uh but i like that concept and i was like i kind of want to do i want to do that i just want to rip it off honestly uh (laughs) i want to do like something like um advanced wars but like a simplified version yeah yeah uh i i really think that and i've always thought this especially since my my love for roguelikes has been apparent and i think that um everyone who's been listening to the podcast um over the past you know however many episodes realize that years that i i keep slipping in like references to roguelikes like i said i've been playing loop hero again um uh, slay the spire i've mentioned binding of isaac's my favorite roguelike of all time uh you you mentioning that i i feel advanced wars is one of my favorite like turn-based strategy games ever yeah and I really think that 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 its gameplay would lend itself very well to a roguelike. Um, yeah, it'll, I imagine it'll be kind of like uh, uh, FTL or Into the Breach, where because it's like grid grid based turn based combat and stuff that that could really work. And also, um, advanced worse storytelling, like it's so like quick and to the point, where it would work in a roguelike uh, setting. So that's that's a that's a great idea, man. It um, is. Those are the only kind I have, bro. You only have great ideas. <laughs> yeah, just like nonstop billion dollar IPs, bro. I'm just like writing them in my notebook, like, and I'm like, if I wish I had more time in the day to do all these great ideas, 
This is my uh, the my hugest flaw is being human and like having to sleep. Honestly, <laughs> you know, have a job to pay for everything. If I, I just Pet had infinite time and money, <laughs> I'd be uh, set, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. Well, it's interesting. You're looking at, into uh, making a roguelike. I, I've been playing them. Well, I've never stopped playing them, right? But I've been playing them a lot more, especially um, with with um, with working. Because like when I I would always bring like my either my you know everyone brings their phone to work, but I'd bring my Nintendo Switch as well. So like on a quick like 15 minute break or whatever, um, I would just knock out a, a run of Binding of Isaac real quick. And sometimes like I, it'd be a really good run and I'm like, well, I beat the mother. I'm going over to the next, to the depths and now I'm fighting, you know, Satan himself. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and so I'm like, okay, this run now has went from probably a 10 minute thing to, to 35 minutes. Luckily I was in, I was in charge. So when I came back after 35 minutes, they're like, Scott, what the hell? And I'm like, Hey, don't worry about me. I am me. the manager. Yeah, right? <laughs> Guess what, Holmes? I am the manager. Right, right, right. I'm like, I'm like, hey, deal with it. Have you? Did yeah. you? Did you just, you know, fight through the depths of hell in your day? What have you been doing? Nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's so, work to me. Just yeah, exactly. So it's just being yeah. No, being, like the, defensive. the did you pick up the new Binding of Isaac uh, yes, DLC did. that they? How did you feel about that? I heard it balanced a lot of issues. They fixed. Uh, some of the game breaking things where it's like, if you get like these two or three items, like you basically win, uh, like the, the for the infinite runners or like the streamers who always so, like go for like those things. So, uh, well, th- those, those issues. And I know we talked about this in a podcast prior and I'm, I looked into that too. Uh, th- those issues were fixed with like a, a hot fix, um, update. Cause so, um, uh, Rebirth was the first remake of Binding of Isaac. Then Afterbirth came out, and Afterbirth introduced some of the things you mentioned of having two or three items, where you know you could just it's just like instant win. Afterbirth Plus came out for a free; it was a free upgrade, and that fixed everything. And then now uh, the final DS- DLC is out, which um, I can't remember. I think it's Repentance is what it's called or something like that. But um, uh, yeah, the, and then that's that added so much stuff where I can't even go into it from the new bosses new stages it's it's incredible and uh uh, i'm i'm loving it uh it definitely breathes breathes new life into a game that i've been playing like consistently for years now (laughs) and uh it's kind of weird because i feel like they're doing basically a seasonal pass but right without it being like an actual seasonal pass but like oh this is dlc but it's basically like a what most other studios would be like, this is part two, like by Binding of Isaacs two. Like yeah. they're just like, oh, this is just some like cheap DLC you can they're, get. It's like a they're doing add. what what uh, big box games did um, in the early two thousands and the nineties. It's just like you remember when you had to buy like full on expansions to the games. You know, yeah. uh, it's it's exactly like that. So you had like uh, like Half Life, and then you had Half Life Opposing Force, and and you know, where it's just. Yeah complete add-on that's that's the model they're going with and it's uh it's incredible man it's uh, i can't speak highly enough about it and um the they also added like true co-op into the game so Mm -hmm. like i like local or online local but through steam remote play i mean you could do it uh uh so the previous game to when you're co-op you just hit start another controller and you became a ghost with only like three hit points and it was kind of super bare bones and like the co-op person could do basically nothing you just had your main bullet and you're shooting that uh now they call it like girlfriend mode 
Yeah, yeah. Now you are actually another instance of of uh, whatever character of Isaac you choose. Um, you you have your your own you know character. You have your own health points. You have your own uh, uh, power ups and stuff. And uh, it was like one of the big things for for me. I have another buddy who loves roguelikes just as much as I do. Sir Trek, shout out. Um, him and I were going through Spelunky two, and um, we did twenty XX and uh, and Sir Solace as well um, with Nuclear Throne. Him and I just fucking just dominated that game and played it a ton. So, nice. being Binding of Isaac being my favorite roguelike, the chance to actually share that with a with another person um, is great for me because. Um, I've I've put so many hours into that series that I'm obviously going to put into in more. So now yeah. if someone goes, "Hey, I don't know what to play. Do you want to play something?" I could throw out Binding of Isaac and it's actually a true experience. So, um, yeah. I'm very happy about that. Um, That's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah dude. I feel like um I know you kind of like we're talking about this with like uh Neo 2 or whatever where it's like the game makes you better by the end of it. And I felt that way about like a uh, Rogue Legacy cuz I remember like you had already beaten that game, and like it took me like basically four times as long as you to beat the game. Uh, and I couldn't tell if it was because I got like a shit roll of the dice with like the uh, descendants, because I was yeah. like I had to basically go through the upgrade trees to be able to like beat the game. Uh, yeah. Where like I had to basically like hard lock it, where it's like my I know my skills like good enough, but like I'll get like colorblind or like poor vision mode. Are like some other bullshit roll of the dice, and I'm like, this run is like ruined. I just basically got going, try and get as much gold as I can in like the first stage, and then like die. Uh, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> my first run of that game, I've beaten that game multiple times. Uh, I, I haven't checked out two yet, but uh, my first run of the game where I beat it, um, well, I think my affliction was gigantism. Um, so, your hitbox is fucking huge. So, fighting yeah. the final boss. I had to play perfect <laughs> uh, yeah. because even like, like with his like ground burst attack, I, I, I it was like, I had gigantism and I, and I had something where I, I couldn't jump like as high. So I had to like <laughs> pixel perfect jump above the spikes that, that would pop out of the ground. And uh, so it was a really, really rough boss fight. I remember beating it. Cause at that point, um, I was working at a a uh, card house, so and I worked night shift, so I would come home at like four in the morning. And my now wife, who was my fiance at the time, uh, she would work at at six in the morning. So I'd, my my pattern was I'd get home, uh, you know, she'd be still sleeping. I'd I'd like to take her to work just so we could see each other before you know because our schedules are completely different. And I'd play two hours of Rogue Legacy. I remember uh, getting to the final boss. Uh, it was like the run of my life, even with gigantism and like a, a nerfed jump. Yeah. And uh, her going, her going, all right, all right, I gotta go. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just like, looking, <laughs> just this like wide eyed, going, ah, oh, damn it, I'm like really into this. So I remember pausing it, right, taking her to work, co- like grabbing coffee uh, and breakfast, ate that, came back. Um, and I picked up my controller and I'm not one to, to like have a sweaty controller. I just doesn't work like that, but it was this controller too, man. This controller was like drenched in sweat. Cause I was like, so, <laughs> was so nervous and so hyped playing it. Uh, and then I ended up beating it. Yeah, it was very. It was a very satisfying boss fight. That that final boss fight was actually one of my favorites of the past, like, you know, decade or so. It was, it was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like uh, what the hell's it called? Where they uh, 
it's a, in board games as well, where it's like a, you're basically like a gambling, like the risk mm-hmm. reward, like, or it's like yeah. a dungeon crawl, like where it's like, uh, you're like, oh, I can keep going or I can like reset the run. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. You're all constantly risking more loot. Like you're like, oh, if I can bring back this loot, like that's good. Or I could risk it all and like try and get more loot. Yeah. What's uh, funny with that game, as you mentioned, um, um, building your castle throughout the generations, yeah. uh, which is, which Rogue Legacy, for those who don't know, is a rogue light. Um, rogue likes are games where L I K E are games that uh, when you die, you lose everything. You start over from scratch. Rogue light, so, you have some sort of progression. It's, some, it's very minuscule, but um, you can, you, you, build something to where it makes your next runs easier uh, like rust <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second <laughs> uh, um, like minecraft uh so so you had to so once i beat the game and i i didn't have my castle even near full built so um i played the game more and more just to get the achievement to having a fully built castle and what's funny yeah. is the game on like my third like run through with a full built castle was harder then than it was when I didn't have the full built castle. And really? it was because like I kept getting I kept getting like really, really crappy uh uh like heritage traits. Um yeah. like what is it? Like the where you're like super small and colorblind or the one where you're confused. <laughs> it was this I think there's like so one where bad. you like uh like, constantly have bleed like if you get yeah. like hurt like you're just constantly yeah, losing HP after that point. Yeah yeah yep. Yep. or it's yep. just like yep that's it. Yeah man like I definitely think there's like something to that. Like we talk about like a what was the double final one like chalice? Yeah massive chalice yeah massive chalice like they also do like a thing with like descendants and stuff and I think it was kind of a rogue like game. I think um and uh, games it's kind of been now, popular just to throw rogue like they throw into they throw everything. elements yeah yeah they throw elements well like it. E- even like almost as like marketing almost you know what I'm mm. saying where it's like oh it has you know uh the hydrations in it it gives you energies is <laughs> you know low well, carb non fat you know I think <laughs> I think that's the rise of of harder farm um, action RPGs like Dark Souls. Um, we have this subset of gamers who want a, a challenge. So yeah. roguelikes this, this is are why that I didn't challenge. Play, uh, so. Celeste, because they have like a, a win mode. It's basically like a dev mode. Like, in, like if you just hit pause, you can just like turn off like death and stuff. So you can just like mm-hmm. glide through the game. And yes. I was just like, I wish I didn't know that because now I don't want to play that game because I'm not going to not use that button. Oh really? Like, oh, Celeste yeah, is amazing. Me- You're missing out. <laughs> I know, bro. But like, I grew up in like the age of like, uh, you know, game genie and cheats, dude. Where it's like, if I'm gonna cheat, I'm just gonna do it. Like, if it, if you have the option, like, where I could put in like the A B B A C A B, like that, yeah, put in that cheat code, dude. In my shadow run game, bro, I'm gonna have all the money. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever yeah. your your yep. Konami codes or whatever, bro. Yep. Yep. Here, give up, me down, ninety down, nine right, guys right, in Contra. <laughs> yep, yeah, dude. Yep. So, I, you know, I I don't know because I I always like the challenge, you know. So even though those codes existed, I think like for Contra, I used that code to learn the later levels, and then I would beat it without it because I didn't even consider myself truly beating that game unless you beat it with you know vanilla vanilla um, settings. It's um, weird uh, because I always like felt that way about 
strategy guides and like looking things up online. Really? So like, huh. yeah. So like for like every RPG and shit, like all those like games, like that came out like SNES and like PlayStation one where like, I'd have friends who like uh, beat like a game and I'm like, how'd you beat that shit so fast? It was so confusing. And they're like, Oh, I just looked it up. And I was like, you cheater. <laughs> like, uh, like it, it didn't make any sense to me but like now that i'm older like i just go fucking straight for the strategy guide now like really? i don't i don't have time i don't have that time anymore bro like when i played cyberpunk and i was like after i beat the game uh it, like youtube was like would you like to see where like these hidden legendary weapons are and i'm like yeah i would uh and it's like in like some back alley like in the corner of a map and i'm like yeah i never would have stumbled onto this playing the proper game and I didn't have time to like jump around like in every alley and like look into like this one nook and crit. They have like um, a car you can get like by opening up a garage that it needs a key code that you never find in the game. I think someone okay. just looked up like the files is like, oh, this was a mission, but they kind of took it out. But like the reward is still there. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I'll go do that. Like, but I never would have, you know, looked into the code to find that. Yeah, would have yeah. never data mined the game, but yeah, man. Right, right. But there's and, something. Of, oh, go on. No, no, no. I was just gonna go on with my point for roguelikes, but you, you, you had a thought. I was. It's gone now, bro. Like it's perfect, uh, perfect. This has been the combo one, but, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, but yeah, yeah like I think ish. I think people looking for a harder challenge, and it's because uh, games now are for the most part you can just like. Uh, head into wall beat these games without really without really any true effort right like so games we here's another on. thing though yeah did we just all get better at video games too though let's uh, consider that because like that's if you point. go back and like play a lot of like nes games and stuff i'm like sure they're challenging but they're not really that hard like but i'm like i can't tell if like you know beating like Mega Man like one through five I'm like, I can't tell if I just have that rope memorization from like, you know, playing it like once every like couple of years. Yeah. Or have I just gotten like that much better? Like, I don't think that to me that game has become easy, but like, I know it's kind of looked at as like a harder like game, like those older games, like where it's like you, you don't have like the buster charge, like you have to have pixel perfect jumping in like places, but like and you have to have like, pa- like perfect pattern memorization of like certain bosses, but it's already kind of like ingrained into me where when I play like newer games now, like I'm faster to recognize like the patterns and like the uh, rules of a game almost where like you have like a, an understanding of like, cause I, I've heard this for like uh, the uncharted series where there's like beautiful scenes and stuff. But like, if you go like slightly off the path of like a scripted scene, it's just like, no game over. You have to like go back. Uh, and you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't break anything, but it was like a scripted scene. Like you're not supposed to leave this area or like try and go like around or like not pick up like this weapon or whatever. Uh, so like there's rules that video games have taught us over time where <laughs> it makes all games easier. And like, you're, you know, I, I feel like also like the, you know, button precision, like the, where you know, where like the position of buttons are on your controller and stuff. So like, if you get a button prompt, like you're not, confused and like there's only so many genre and type of games where uh you have some level of mastery over it like if me and you picked up an fps we're gonna be we're gonna have like a a mid-level competency and then like we're gonna be able to approach like the high level gameplay but that doesn't necessarily mean it's like a badly made fps because it's 
already constricted to like the rules of the genre. So I'm going to say like video games as a whole have been teaching us how to play video games better. I don't think they've become easier. We've just become more skilled. That's a good as a a community. I think that um, retro games like the Mega Man series, uh, like when um, the Legacy Collection came out, um, I remember Twitter going, how the fuck did anyone beat this game? You know, because like newer, like younger people were playing it and they're like, and like a lot of them have like this quitter mentality of like this game's too hard. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to play it. Or they just like what's in the legacy. You could save scum it and then just save and then keep trying to trying to buy, which is, which is whatever, man. I think, I, I think that, um, for me, who does one that? Of the why I, would you save scum Mega Man? Dude, that defeats the purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, uh, uh, for me and, and why I liked video games, you know, is like, you could, always have that challenge wherever you are, you know? Um, I, I like being challenged in things. Um, like, like easy easy mode existing is fine, but uh, for me, there's, like, a sense of gratification that comes from a challenge, which is why I lean into roguelikes. Um, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I love games games nowadays. Like, uh, like, the Uncharted series you mentioned, they're, they're phenomenal, dude. They're great games. Yeah. Like, I, I absolutely love them. Um, are they difficult? No, like you can play it on hard and it's actually like a you know, decent, decent challenge, but, uh, overall they don't hold a candle to, you know, the Contras, the Mega Mans, the uh, Ninja Gaidens of, of yesteryear. But sometimes that's not, that's not what you, what you're after either. Like you, their, their point yeah, is, is like, they're a popcorn like a great... movie that you play. Like, and that's, yeah. sometimes that's all I want. You know, sometimes I just want explosions, you know, um, yeah. not, not when it's uh, Ninja Turtles by Michael Bay, but sometimes that's what I want, you know? You know, sometimes it's good, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but Why do you got to bring that up, bro? Nobody's even talking about Ninja Turtles and Michael Bay right now, bro. <laughs> I just brought up explosions. It's a great popcorn, you know, flick. Like, you know, if, if you're giving examples of great popcorn flicks to enjoy, it's definitely <laughs> one of them. You're putting it up there with like the Uncharted uh, critically acclaimed series. So, yeah, I can see that. I can see the parallels. Definitely. I would yeah, man. To, it's like you're saying, like uh, this crazy, like backwards world where you live. You live in where Ninja Turtles is good. <laughs> but, yeah, it's fun, dude. It's like <laughs> I'm not saying, like, yeah, like it's no Citizen Kane or whatever, bro. Like, I don't know what lofty expectations you have. Like, <laughs> oh, did you, you watch that Mortal Kombat movie? Didn't you? You said you liked that. Sure did. Yeah, yeah. I did People like are, that. have been dunking on that. They're like, my mom likes it, so it's probably bad. Like that's somebody's legitimate review of Mortal Kombat I heard the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to watch it. I still have to see that. Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's good. It's it's a good it's a good B movie. I, I nice. think if you keep your expectations, you know, here, um, that'll surprise you. It it does things from the game that uh, that you having played the game will recognize and laugh your ass off at. Um, right. Kano steals the show. Kano's the greatest. Uh, and if you play any of the new games, um, they do some bread and butter combos from the games, which is very interesting. Like, uh, since my main was Kung Lao, there's a scene where Kung Lao uh, does this little combo where he takes his hat and he starts starts doing a a combo. That's one of Kung Lao's just main, th- you know, tools that you have. Moves. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, damn, that's that's a great attention to detail from the director because that's a hundred percent from the game. Oh, there's a point in the trailer that you saw where Sub Zero creates an ice wall and throws Scorpion into it. That's also from 
the game. That's just, that's legitimately his throw in the game, which I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Right. That's cool. He had it, but I'm um, getting off topic. So with roguelikes, uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's the same, challenge bro. and like the rise of dark souls and stuff, I think made roguelikes easier to, to stomach for, for the greater public at large. And um, then you have, I think you can, and with the rogue genre too, you, you, you have such a vast wealth. You could take every single video game genre and um, apply it like a roguelike formula to it. And you could have like something new and great, like uh, 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 Cadence uh, or Crypt of the Necrodancer. Um, it's a rhythm game. You're, yeah. you're you're running around a dungeon to a beat you know it's and and it's a roguelike because it's, it's you know you're fighting monsters you, you you level you keep going deeper and deeper into the dungeon uh if you die you lose everything you know it's it's fantastic and it was good enough for these indie devs nintendo was like hey hey bruh can you make a can you do that but for zelda and they did, and that, and Cadence of Hyrule is fucking amazing. So, you know, you take that, yeah. you take a rhythm game, roguelike, it's it works. Um, Binding of Isaac, it's like it's it's always compared to like Legend of Zelda, right? Like Legend of Zelda Dungeons, and and uh, with like you know uh, shooter like shmup elements, and yep. it your works, Smash man. TV. Yeah, your Smash TVs, and um, it it works, and you have like the or- orbiting uh, stuff like Smash TV. A lot of the power ups from Binding of Isaac and Smash TV are 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 live next to each other. You know, um, yeah. I also love Binding of Isaac's like like grotesque uh, art style and its like sophomoric humor with like the poop stuff <laughs> everywhere. Every- everything about that game I love, and and the and the story is dealing with you know just like depression and and uh, just like the this. Uh, uh, religion versus like nurture and things like that it's it's if you actually madness. look into it it's it's ridiculous uh darkest dungeon you know is a is a it's it's it could be darkest dungeon could be just a board game that you play it could be like it yeah. could live live next to like arkham horror uh you know it actually basically is arkham horror but you know uh, with yeah, the insanity like the, element and stuff it's it's yeah it's, it's fantastic like the, it's in like the cthulhu like uh Yes. tabletop like games where they have like a sanity checks for everything yep so yep. it's like every time you run into like something scary it's like all right you're gonna lose some sanity now and <laughs> eventually like yeah, everyone's dude. gonna die in your group yeah if i uh in darkest dungeon i fought a uh the great old one uh the co- one of the cosmic bosses and uh one of my guys went insane and i had to not only fight the boss but fight my buddy who went insane and kept attacking my party <laughs> and Damn then it. um he was also our our healer and uh so like him being insane he would like hit our party and then heal the monster <laughs> yeah. so, so you're dealing with that and and it's it's one of those things where it's just you have stories like that in every roguelike if you take the time to play it um I mean, you look at like a dwarven fortress where like it's like uh you know auto-generated world but like it puts elements in there where like any kind of story can like unravel from like uh you know just the elements that they they put in place where yeah you know like you if you're like not paying attention to where your dwarfs are mining like their caves can get flooded and then like uh some of the dwarfs get depression like from like the previous dwarfs that died and then like sickness and disease can spread and like uh yeah like there's enough uh, i know that game was like text-based and they're finally making like a proper graphical 
uh, user interface there's always been guis for it it's just there's yeah. they're kind of like combining the best ones for it i haven't tried door fortress out and it, it's i've it's been crazy. waiting for the you want the 2d graphical. interface for yeah gotcha i'm like i'm not reading text and shit there's like a, one of the first roguelikes i played were like was an ascii game yep. uh and it Can was like an ascii for everyone who doesn't know uh it's just like you know numbers and letters on the screen art. to rep yeah, yeah to yeah. represent art like uh you know it's like the keyboard like the 256 characters or whatever and yeah uh, so it'll be like a lot of like like ampersands or like uh you know the like, at symbol and yeah yeah to like yep. make walls and stuff out of that uh yep. Yep. so yeah like it was one of those and like you had to like hit numbers to like choose basically like a D style character and then like you like grow them and then they die after like level three or four and then you know, you get better and you learn more of the rules and try and figure out like the best combinations. But like that type of gameplay, uh, it, it does lend itself to like everything, really. You know, so yeah. Uh, but like, I wait. I, I, after going into like delving that deep into it for like Dwarf Fortress, I'm like, I can't, I can't do another one of these, man. I need, I, I need some of the uh, the nice things in life, and it looks like they're trying to make that. I know the guy's been like doing a patreon to like uh get it up and running yeah and they yeah. i think they have like a steam page and i think it's supposed to release this year or maybe it released last year hey, that guy works on his own time so i think that yeah he's always pushes done, it back um, he's a fucking his, lunatic dude his <laughs> update though, or the ai he made for so dwarf fortress is a is a roguelike that's been that's been in constant development for near 20 years now right and he's been um working on since been, like a little kid with his bro and yeah, like, so it's so, been like a passion project that they do yep Yep. And uh, so he's reached a point where the AI sometimes does things on its own, which is incredible. Uh, so there was an issue where the dwarves would steal armor and weapons from chests and hide them. And he yeah. and then one of the patch notes just said, found the thief. And then he just like went into <laughs> like further detail. So uh, that game, like on the outset of it, sounds amazing. But also it's so it has so many systems and it's so deep where I just don't have the time to like truly delve, delve into it. But I, I, I follow it. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm but, going for the proper release for human people. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I know there's like a YouTube channel that does like uh, Dwarf Fortress stories and they like yeah. read like crazy stories that like people have had like in there so like those are that's like my depth i'll go into dwarf fortress where i'm like oh i'll watch some of these on youtube you know i'll I'll enjoy your adventures kids like yeah for sure Uh, emergent gameplay is what roguelikes like show us um a lot of the ones that do have story fine but most of them don't really have a story just trying to get get to the boss and kill it uh but there's so many emergent stories for what happened whether it's slay the spire um um, i talked to to, uh, one of our mutual friends hard on the table who i I gifted slay the spire um, to him for christmas and uh uh, he because knowing how he likes ccgs and he's, he's been, been playing, playing that it. game nonstop, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I created like a every monster. time I'm on Steam, I like I see him on there. I don't talk to him anymore. Like every once in a while, I'll talk to him, I'll text him. I'm like, "What's going on, man?" He's like, "Nothing, man. You know, just kicking it." And then like I'll come home and like on Steam, he's like, "Slay the Spire." I'm like, "Son of a bitch." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the stories that that um, he shared recently with Slay the Spire is he had um, like. <clears throat> he was going to build like a poison build um for this bot or just to do a run and uh and then he ended up having to 
to uh, rely on his poison because none of his physical attacks would would hit this boss because of it had thorns which would uh, anything you attacked would attack back and every time and it had another buff where if you attacked it it gained more strength so its next attack would be higher so what he was doing is like stacking poison onto this boss because poison doesn't do damage until their turn and he had nothing but like block cards and block buffs for himself so he reached a point where he had like 99 block (laughs) and he just kept (laughs) poisoning this enemy he had he just had to wait it out you know so so it's one of those things where where uh uh you have to like situations arise where you have to think on the fly and sometimes you don't have you don't have the necessary tools so that's going to be a death but i think when you when you escape things by like the skin of your teeth like that it it leads to fantastic stories and it keeps you coming back uh and i think you really hit the nail out when you're talking about like uh like principles and designs for like i know they tried that a lot with like uh, the breath of the wild game with like zelda where they're like everything in the environment interacts with each other uh and like so you have these emergent like gameplay stories that like just start up where like you'll be messing around you'll start something on fire and then like all of a sudden like uh, half the the grounds burn and like a tree falls over and like hits like a, a group of enemies and now like you're in like a situation uh that you otherwise wouldn't be i think like you said like every game can like have these elements and like uh it lends itself to like a lot of emergent gameplay a lot of uh almost like uh we talked about like a D and like a call of cthulhu for like uh the classic almost roguelike games where you don't really think about because a lot of people invest you know years into like a character that they make uh that they play and like role play but like when that guy dies like you guys roll again man get a new sheet Make a yep. new character. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so rogue games come from the you know, original game called Rogue, which was an ASCII uh, dungeon crawler. And uh, it's one of those games where, where roguelikes have probably the longest shelf life, if you like those games. Rogue came out in the 80s and people are still playing it. It actually just got released on Steam not too long ago. Um, with like a uh, graphical interface and you can buy it for five bucks um, a game from the 80s that people are still paying money for to, to play and and um, it's still full of emergent stories uh, NetHack is another game where it has this huge community around it just like Dwarf Fortress where there's like a lot of graphical interfaces and stuff like that and emergent stories and some people have gone Shit, years without without a win in that game but just so much stuff in happens in NetHack yeah yeah, some people Holy go through God. go years with it, and and I've played NetHack. NetHack is amazing. Um, yeah, but, same. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was I lucky thought about to get, NetHack in years, bro. Right, but but <laughs> but those memories that you have, I'm guessing they're all good, right? <laughs> Just yeah, they're positive, man. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's roguelikes, fun. roguelikes are just one of those things, man. Where it's each run, something crazy can happen. And whether good or bad, it's a new experience, you know? And yeah. and it's one of those genres that just keeps on giving, man. So it's like you ever, like, just throw seeds out into, like, a garden and then you, for- you forget to label them. So it's like, what's this? Oh, crap, I grew a tomato. Cool. Or <laughs> there's a jalapeno <laughs> growing, like, randomly. It's like that, but every time, you know? <laughs> so yeah. uh, I, I, I love it, man. Um, so what you're saying is when you make a roguelike farming sim? Like Stardew Valley, but that with could work, roguelike. man. That could work. I, every I just, genre, yeah, man. Every genre could be a rogue. I feel <laughs> almost that 
because it's been such a popular franchise and they're uh there's a lower barrier to entry almost like the indie community's been like flooding the market with them and like not in a good way like a lot of like generic roguelikes like a lot of yeah. like uh, asset flips, if you will, of, of like, here's a rogue, like, enjoy. It's like, it's super apparent on mobile as well. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's, I don't know. I, I feel like it's almost killing the genre almost uh, with so many subpar products uh, for, I, for games. I think every couple of months, uh, t- another tentpole release in the genre comes out where that keeps it afloat. But that can be said for every ga- uh, gaming genre, though. Like, how many, how many throwaway FPSs are released daily? You know, yeah, I mean, like uh, Fortnite clones and fucking Minecraft clones are there right now, like on the App Store. You know? Exactly, exactly. So yeah. I, I think like you'll you'll have like imitation, uh, like imitators, asset flips, things like that. But every so often you get games that just shine through, and some and like like one of the things that I didn't think I'd like. Have you ever played Dicey Dungeons? No. It's it's like a it's like like a card plus like dice rolling rogue like that kind of like, like a pen and paper do you ever play pen and paper yeah yeah i play pen and paper yeah yeah is it like that it's, kind of or I, I'd, I'd compare it to it that's that's fair that's fair oh. but it's it's one of those things where it's such a simple concept that just lends itself to you know emergent stories and, and just great gameplays and it, it's always the the one more go uh feel yeah. you know um which is one more run exactly exactly and then it's like you're saying like sometimes you get those runs those perfect runs where it's like you're at yep. the you just fucking cutting through everything and you're like everything's coming up for you like the cards or whatever the everything like the the drops you're like this is perfect this is great yeah and, you, and you're like feeling it uh, yep. and you beat you beat everything and you're like i won yeah like, i did it no other genre and in the same game and sometimes in the same run can make you feel like superman going through a uh, uh, world made of cardboard and then a regular person going through a world made of steel you know like you yeah. have you have both extremes and and um, just just overcoming some of that is great sometimes in, in rogue like in slay the spire i'll take a bunch of curses to make it harder because like beating a boss with all of these negative effects is like that sense of accomplishment. Like I don't, there's usually it's, it's like one of those things where you, I don't want to say you make your own fun, but you make your own challenge. You know, it's, it's like you only get challenged for what you're comfortable with and roguelikes really lend themselves to, to doing that, uh, which is yeah. phenomenal. I think uh, it's really hard to like program good combative AI as well too. And I think we're about to see like the next evolution of like computer AI and like gaming at least. Yeah. Where they're using uh, real players as like the training models for a lot of like AI. I know that like EA is already kind of doing it for like uh, I want to say Battlefield, where they're trying to like learn from like online matchmaking. I know like uh, I think I saw like a GDC with uh, Blizzard's doing it for like uh, Overwatch, and oh, I they're, think they're doing their neural network uh, like yeah, they try and catch cheaters it. and stuff. Uh, I know like they're doing the same thing with. Uh, on steam for counter-strike where they're using ai to like try and like figure like catch cheaters quicker uh and like ban them but they're also using it to like yeah (laughs) 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 but they're also using it to uh train ai as well to like act more like a player like more more human-esque so i think you're gonna see like a like i got into games uh on, on like certain mobile games where like you'll play against other people and like 
I'm pretty sure like some of these are bots. Like they're not real like people. Because yeah. like it was like no human would like do this setup that they're like doing. This seems like an AI that they have programmed to give the illusion of like a challenge. Uh because they don't have anybody that, that is that bad at the game. But you need like scrubs to like climb up on to like get better. <laughs> like so I don't and I felt the same way about like a couple of like uh other games and then like i had no proof for like the matchmaking and stuff that's going on behind the scenes uh but i could see what i'm saying is like there's gonna be like that paradigm shift here in like the next five years where ai is gonna get to the point where uh i I know they kind of did it like i think resident evil 4 or 5 where in the back the game adapts to your play and like it becomes harder like the better you are and easier the worse you are so i could see like a lot of games becoming more adaptive to how you play and like uh, tailor the challenge for you and like okay. roguelikes already do that kind of out of the box <laughs> but but i think like all game types are about to like have that like start to give you more of that experience okay ideally yeah. going forward like yeah yeah i i'm here for it that's all right that's all right yeah uh, yeah <laughs> i'm saying uh, games are good and they're gonna get better dude exactly exactly just like michael bass ninja turtles <laughs> it is what it is yeah, I get the trilogy <laughs> get the third movie yeah right. Uh, so so with with roguelikes, I I have to say um, it's definitely like like I've said before, my favorite my two favorite genres are FPS and fighting. Um, number three is definitely the roguelike genre. Um, depending on the day, it's probably like if you you've seen me on Steam, you know, like I'm either playing a fighting game, shooting game, or <laughs> like a roguelike, right? Like it's those three. Yeah. Like very rarely is it something else. So. Um, I think that, uh, it, like, if you haven't tried it, I think that there's, you can probably find a game in the genre that you'd like, you know, um, like, like card games, Slay the Spire, like, uh, um, do you like Mega Man 20, 20XX, (laughs) 30XX coming, uh, you like platform, you like tough platformers, uh, with the platform combat, Rogue Legacy's there, um, uh, oh, Dead Cells, of course, which which is a better combat model. Uh, uh, what, what else? Like you like you know over the top dungeon things, uh, Binding of Isaac. You know you're right. Rhythm games. You have Cadence of Hi- oh, or I'm sorry, uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Or if you have a Switch, Cadence of Hyrule. This uh, is just uh, Hades was game of the year from a bunch of publications, and it's probably one of the most fair roguelikes that's that's come out in a while. Where I think are puzzle most games roguelikes. It. I would argue that they're not. Uh, they have elements, but I think something like uh, like Puzzle Quest um, with so, uh, a couple of gameplay tweaks. I think one of them had like a daily run or something. Okay. I, um, I think that would constitute being a roguelike. But there's there's no like le- well, no Puzzle Quest did have leveling. Yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, I I think it could be. I think like I said, I think yeah, this potential every genre. like every genre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I can't even think of a genre where you can't do it. Like there's, I'm pretty sure there's a racing roguelike. I just can't think of the name where it's like a racing game and you're just getting better and better the more races you win. You know, it's it's. I mean, that's every race game, really. <laughs> like, yeah, right, right, true. You get true. more of the digital, like yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. So you get your Gran Turismo's man. Yep, yep. Your yep. Forza's. It was always a roguelike. It's always there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always there. Yeah, that's so, more paying attention, kid. So great genre. I, I, I'd say um, for me, my top three uh, roguelikes are 
Binding of Isaac, number one. Slay the Spire, number two. Number three. Right now, I'm going to put Spelunky two in that spot uh, because okay. I'm uh, uh, because of of recency bias. But um, shout out to Nuclear Throne. Shout out to um, let's see, uh, someone by Dodgeroll Games. Um, Enter the Gungeon. Um, yeah, you know, there's, there's a few of them. Yeah, there's Who's, you know, uh, Rogue Legacy, Risk of Rain, Super Risk of Rain Giant Two. Games just came out with one too. Uh, the hell was it? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, what else is Super Giant? Just made? dropped a, uh, Hades. Yeah, 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 Hades. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought we already mentioned that. My fault. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but Hades is also amazing. Uh, I had to think uh, of it. I was like, what the fuck is it called? It was, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Greek yeah, so, mythology, uh, Underlord. Was, yeah. Exactly, exactly, man. So, so it something for everyone. There's, um, like what I want. There's some, some FPS ones too. Um, uh, Zegaret two um, is is I think it's leaving early access, which looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, man, I could uh, Wraith or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there's a lot. I own a lot. Um, but yeah, those are three of my favorites. They're amazing. And um, now, uh, Chip, I, I know you like when we talked thought about this topic. You said you wouldn't have anything to add. Do you, are there any roguelikes that you yourself like? Do you have enough to experience with it to do a top three? <laughs> I don't even. I, I don't know. Like I. I think I've only played like the three. Like I played that one OG ASCII ass fucking roguelike. Yeah, uh, NetHack. I played some NetHack. Sure, sure. I played like Rogue Legacy NetHack. Uh, I was looking through my Steam library before this, and like I don't really have any in there. Yeah. Like like the only thing I saw in there was like Rogue Legacy. It's like oh fucking Rogue Legacy. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I haven't played. Binding of Isaac yet, and I know it's like uh, blasphemous because like everyone I talk to loves that game, yeah, but they also I've like everybody into it too. <laughs> fucking everybody I look at though, like the hours they put into that game, like if you look at their profile, I'm like I don't have that fucking time, dude. Like it's like thousands of hours. And I'm like this shit seems too fun. It's too addicting. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I played a little. I tried to play Dwarf Fortress at one point, and I was like I don't get this. Mm. Uh, because there's like so much to it, and so I didn't get too deep into that. Yeah. Uh, let's see, I haven't played Slay the Spire yet. No, uh, yeah, man. Like, okay. I think I really. I think like all the games we kind of mentioned are all bangers in the genre. Yeah. And I know yeah. there's like plenty of, uh, you know, other stuff in there as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like uh, it, it's, it's enough where like I've been thinking about it. And it's definitely like one of the next three type of games I want to try and make is like a roguelike game uh, where I should probably try and play more and like do more research at some point. But I don't know. There's, there's something you've said this to me too, where you're like, you got to play like newer games, bro. Like all of your game design ideas are fucking stuck in the (laughs) nineties. And I'm like, yeah, but they're good games, bro. And you're like, nobody likes these fucking games like this anymore. (laughs) They're way too hard. (laughs) Like these are easy, dude. You're like you're in your you're in your own world, bro. You're always playing your own game. Like this is why you think it's easy. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's true. Uh, another game I forgot to mention, uh, Monolith. Um, it's a shmup um, roguelike that's that's amazing, and I and more people should play it. It's it has FTL. Do we say FTL? Uh, we we did, but I, I, that's one of the like the first ones that really got the genre rolling. FTL is amazing. If you haven't played it, just play it. Yeah. Uh, Into the breach. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, so yeah, Risk I, of Rain. Yep, yep. I did. I did mention Risk of Rain. Twenty uh, X. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff, man. Dark great games, man. Yeah. So I, you know, it's it's right, right around the end of the podcast here. We yeah. got a couple of couple of minutes here. Any any closing thoughts from you on? On this, you said you were going to make something with it. Do you, do you think that yeah, like the, that Advance Wars uh, yeah. style game? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what is, I was thinking of. Now, do you think that um, do you think that there's something that that roguelikes do that kind of hurt it, and why it won't? Why it's still like a in its in its own world in the greater gaming uh, zeitgeist? I think most people love and appreciate roguelikes. I think they lend themselves more to like that shuffleware where like a lot of, because it's such a good idea and concept that the barrier of entry is so low, like you're just seeing like the market be flooded. Like, like every other game you see like coming out or being announced, it's like, Oh, it's a roguelike Metrovania. Like it's like, yeah, those are cool, but like, you're not, I don't know. And like, not every game has to like elevate the genre or whatever, like try and do something interesting or uh, different. But when yeah, you see you like a bunch of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's like a difference between like fun and just like low effort like things that people are putting out. So I think like you've seen that, and I I don't think that's the genre's fault. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like where it's like oh it's so good everyone tries to like like throw out like their uh, copy and paste work. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would say not everything also needs to be a roguelike though. You true. Know I mean? True. <laughs> uh, Cause like, I don't know, like there's something to be said about like a good tailor designed experience where you have a producer's eye that uh, curates an experience for you and like how you're going to experience uh, the environment and interact with uh, it. So yeah. there's, there's something to that. Like the, your Nathan Drake's of like a good curated story uh, that you're going to enjoy. And like you're, there's a, a director or producers touch through every level and like is gently guiding you to like the proper solution where yeah. roguelikes, since there's a lot of RNG, like even in the level design, you'll run into a lot of incomprehensible problems. Like you'll go into a room and you're like, this room doesn't make any fucking sense. Like it wouldn't, it shouldn't be here. Like, uh, yeah. so you get almost like the uncanny Valley of like, <laughs> it doesn't look right. And it's kind of upsetting. Yeah. So I think like that's where they fit. What about you, man? Any like uh, you, problems you, you see with you, the genre? You mentioned you mentioned something that I was going to mention, and it nearly hit it on the head. Uh, the one aspect of roguelikes that a lot of developers are doing to be lazy and and touted as a feature is randomly generated levels, right? Um, you're right. Not every game needs to be a roguelike. Not every level needs to be randomly generated. A lot of the times, you're not. You're most likely not going to be Spelunky, where all of their randomly generated tiles like fit seamlessly and you have like a great great world um i think another one that that did it pretty well but the tiles were bland was uh uh remnant uh shadows of ash or ashes of whatever um was like a souls souls like game but with shooting um and and uh, the game itself i really enjoyed but the the level design from everything being randomized um how they did it was just with really land set pieces so you don't have like the majesty of something curated um and and i think that's probably the aspect that 
hurts other genres most. Um, a a lot of roguelike games, um, you get away with, with like bland environments and stuff. Um, but it shouldn't be the norm. So that's one, one negative takeaway that I can take. I would, I would say there's like a great, uh, GDC video from the creators of Splunky where he talked, there's like a lot of behind the scenes to make those fit together better. Like it's not completely random. Like the way he generates levels, there's like a bit of a method behind it and like to make them feel good. Yeah, yeah. There's, and then there's like, like a yeah. He took like the ones that ma- that fill and look the best together, and then like brought them into separate seeds. So it's only generating from like good seeds uh, of already pre-selected. So it's already a bit curated. And then like it, yeah. So there's a lot more thought, I think, than like like I'm saying. There's like that base level, entry level where uh, yeah. that hurts the genre a lot. Where people step at the first thing, like it's good enough. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not good enough, bro. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. So, so yeah, that's my that's my final takeaway. Um, so yeah, man, thanks f- thanks for for joining me this morning. I know we're a little later than usual um, before the thanks before the for joining my... me, bro. <laughs> Appreciate Good to it. see you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, as well, dude. Yeah, we had the the live episode last time, and back to gotta do another one, places. man. We do, we do. So yeah, we'll look at that. We'll get that to... going soon. I had to get all this stuff set up back in here, dude. It was a yeah. mission. Yeah, it was a, I was thinking next time we could do like a lapel mic or something if we have them. For, oh, yeah. yeah. Like a, we could yeah. pick some up. Yeah. yeah. Try that. yeah. Super anyway. affordable. Anyway, for. Uh, we'll do lapel uh, mics in the studio next time? Yeah, yeah I think that could work out. All right. It's interesting. Because it, it'll. I think the setup might be easier, right? because we have the usb issue we'll see all right guys so i I think (laughs) the tracks if we just separate the tracks in obs yeah uh when you go to edit you can get rid of it it becomes a lot easier like it shows up as two tracks of audio instead of yeah one for sure for sure uh but whatever man it's live and learn this is how you get better you know by doing that's true so everybody who's been watching everybody who's been listening uh definitely appreciate the support we see it our podcast is basically a roguelike (laughs) <laughs> right we see, we see it growing so we appreciate everybody who's giving us the time out of their day out of their morning commute um when you're you know getting dressed in the morning when you're going to bed at night we appreciate hey, you're everybody. welcome people <laughs> like so, we're out here creating fucking platinum content for these people for free so you're welcome right thanks right. uh you know Hey, you're welcome for all the subscribes <laughs> you gave us for all the followers. Right, right. So all the so, recommendation uh, to other people, you tell them they're welcome too. Because <laughs> they're <laughs> so spread the word, hit that Stay subscribe humble. button, follow us. Uh, for Chipped Monk, I'm Mr. Gimpy. Follow us, you bitch. We'll see you next time. You bitch.